Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. We're here. New Age Strengthcast coming to you, giving you some good news on this fabulous Monday. I got George, and we got a special guest in the house. Yeah, man. we have another ahead, guest here, guys. Another your, guest. Go ahead and introduce the guest, man. Uh, we're very excited to have him here. He's my MMA and Muay Thai coach, uh, Coach Lee at a Vital Force MMA. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Coach Lee. Uh, been with Vital Force. I started it a little over three years ago now. Um, you know, I've been in Southern California for five years and, uh, and just, uh, making my way down here, uh, trying to bring my, uh, knowledge from the North down South okay. and, and establish, establish something here that's, that's mine. That's, uh, that I can share with the team. Where are you originally from? Um, uh, so I grew up in a tiny little town called Myrtle Creek, Oregon. Okay, cool. The, Probably won't even find it on a map. <laughs> Probably not. Three thousand five hundred people. Okay. Oh, nice. Little, okay. Uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but I, but I mostly trained out of Portland, Oregon. Mm. Was that a far drive? Uh, yeah, about three and a half, four hours. Ooh. Did you do that daily? Uh, no, I did it on the weekends. Okay. Um, and then I, I did training in in Roseburg, which is uh, about a thirty minute drive north from where I. Grow up. Nice, man. Cool. So before we get into everything that you're up to now, uh, do you mind expanding a little bit on uh, Coach Lee? Not necessarily Coach Lee, just Lee as a person. Oh, Who is man. Lee? Yeah. Um, I'm a dad. Uh, that's that's my first job, and I and I take that really seriously. I homeschool my kids. Um, they're in a state curriculum program, but you know everything that they do. Uh, I'm involved in it. Uh, my kids both train jujitsu, both train Muay Thai. Uh, my my daughter's my little princess, you know. That's cool, man. Um, and my son's like a mini me. He's a super nice kid, but you wouldn't want to get him. Don't get it twisted, man. Okay, Don't so get it twisted. He could kick yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. does beat up adults. How old is yeah. he? And he's 13. And how long has he been training for? Uh, like two and a half, three years. Okay, so but he's seen you do it, so he already has. That. Yeah, he's been okay, in. Cool. Yeah, he sees it. So yeah, I can see yeah, why not to mess yeah, with him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, you know, outside of that, you know, this is just this is what I do. This is what I love. Um, uh, I'm a martial arts dork, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm total nerd about this stuff. Whether it's jujitsu or wrestling or muay thai or boxing, um, you know, muay thai was my first love, but. If it's martial arts, I love it, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Now, let's backtrack because I found out something uh, yesterday when we were talking. Um, he's big on basketball. I would say that's his favorite sport or whatever, Yeah, right? I guess he can say basketball yeah. is my favorite sport. Yeah, and I just found out that you got a college scholarship to OU, right? Yeah. Oh, so wow. I, yeah. I played at Oregon oh, uh, for two years. Yeah, oh, scholarship. And So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, actually, by that time in my life, I was kind of. How old were you at that point? If you don't want me to ask. So I was. I started in college at nineteen. Okay, so, cool. Um, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one ish yeah. at that point. And I was kind of just like, uh, I'd been on my own. I moved out when I was fifteen, sixteen. Oh, cool, and, man. Uh, it kind of, you know, it dawns took on, on my own life, and yeah, and basketball just became. It, it was. I love basketball. It just wasn't. I didn't have the same passion mm. for it. Do you feel like the transition from where you were to like high school to college changed all that because of the not expectations, but did you feel like it became a job versus like something you did for fun? Uh, no, I still I still had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think just 
Um, I was talking to George a little bit about the team aspect versus like, um, like in martial arts, uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, how when I step in the cage or when I get in a fight, like everything's on me. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like, I see where you're going with this. Right. And and uh, it's not, I didn't win the game or he didn't lose the, the game or mm. whatever. I, everything's on me. It's on you. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think I just fell in love with that. That concept of that. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense, man. That's cool. I didn't, I would have never, like, I would not, if you would have never right? told me that, I would have never, like, assumed yeah, that. Yeah, it took me by surprise as well. I was like, okay, okay. That's cool, man. Yeah, very cool. That's tight. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, around what time was it when you found uh, martial arts? Uh, so I started in a Taekwondo school uh, when I was a kid. I think I was nine when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, and then around, like, 11 years old, uh, we had a, a guest instructor show up and they were like, he does Muay Thai. And I was like, what, what is Muay Thai? Mm. I don't even know what this is. Um, but he was friends with our instructor. So I go through this class of Muay Thai and I'm like completely blown away by what I'm seeing here. It's nothing like anything I've ever seen before. Um, you know, elbows knees like what is, what is all this this is crazy what like you can grab onto people in this sport mm. and, and you can punch them and kick them and elbow and knee all these things are crazy um and then uh you know around 13 years old 14 years old uh i found a muay thai gym okay and um started making the drive there to train uh when it was opportune Mm. Um, I came from a big family, so it wasn't okay. as much as I would have liked. Mm. But it was I was getting some experience. I was getting to to play with it a little bit. At that time Muay Thai wasn't such a big thing, huh? Nobody knew Nobody it knew what it was at that time. Even thing, now, right? like people are like, Well, oh you, you do martial arts? Uh, what do you do? I was like Muay Thai I don't know what that is. You know? mm. I feel like it's more if you know about it now, I feel like it's more common than it was at that point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for I sure. think it's getting a little bit more exposure yeah, more now, main, for sure. I guess mainstream would be yeah. a good word for yeah. it now. Yeah, like UFC's kind of brought yeah. you know all of the these, all the fighting styles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before it was it was karate and it was taekwondo. That's and true. That was that was basically mm. it, you know, Western boxing wrestling. Yeah. That was it. I mean, nobody knew you'd get some different styles of karate oh i do kempo or i do hawaiian karate or you know whatever it is hawaiian karate yeah oh yeah uh, you know whatever the the different the different styles um but that was it like you didn't have jujitsu you didn't nobody was like oh i do capoeira <laughs> mm. <laughs> a capoeira, yeah. capoeira that's that's interesting it's cool i have a few friends who do it and it's cool how they just how it like evolves in that movement and flow of things which yeah. i think is cool man yeah for sure definitely but, you know, in, in 1993, like, nobody knew what that was here. With Muay Thai, did, well, any type of fighting style, did you feel like that translated to the basketball court with foot positioning and how to read somebody's body movement and hip turning and all that? Um, I felt like the the balance aspects of it were really great for me. Um, but, you know, because I'd been doing martial arts, like, I didn't, I guess I don't, I never really thought about that okay. a, a whole lot. But definitely, like, I was always the balanced player. Got you. you know? That makes sense. Even in high school, I was like, uh, I wasn't even, I was barely six foot tall, not even quite six foot tall. Mm. And I was playing center because really? I could jump higher. And okay. I, and I was really mean in, in the keys. So, you know, I had good balance. They put me in there with the guys that were six, six. And I was barely six foot. And just bodying them up. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. 
I mean, I'm asking that because working with George, it's translate to the basketball court, like angles and how to put body positioning, the jab, moving around and all that stuff. So that's why I figured I'd ask. Yeah, for sure. I can, you know, uh, I even have a student, he's active military and he was like, coach, like, uh, I, I see how all of this translates to to on the when I'm firing my pistol when we're doing yeah combat training and I was like man I, I never even thought about that it's interesting so. how that I think the body awareness and the body movement understanding how to keep that flow going and then next thing you know like a real life situation unfolds you're like whoa I actually did this without thinking about it yeah. I think it's yeah. cool yeah, yeah super definitely cool. yeah even as an experienced martial art artist that's been doing it a long time there's sometimes that i do stuff and i'm like dang that was <laughs> that was really cool how you, did i do that that's cool that you still catch yourself like oh crap i did something oh wow how did that happen man yeah that's yeah. tight yeah definitely how long have you been doing so you started when how old were you again when you started? So I was about 13 when i started okay so playing I'm, with muay thai so i've been i mean i've been in muay thai essentially for like 25 years wow Cool. So you're you're not a you you know a lot well a good amount veteran man veteran yeah veteran, yeah. Yeah, veteran. Yeah, I've been okay, around cool. Muay Thai for a long time yeah um, what get what made you so I think because of the whole body you said made the comment about the elbows and everything like that is that what sold you on it or yeah I mean uh, I was a, a small kid I mean I was a skinny kid you know um, and. I, there was I was always out running around like being a little hoodlum you know, or whatever, <laughs> and I was always getting in, in trouble and getting into you know street fights or something with older kids. I was, played basketball all the time, and I was always the small guy, mm-hmm. so I was always trying to play the older dudes, and they'd push me around or start you know start beef with me out on the court. And I wanted to be able to take care of myself, you know. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling of that. Yeah, man. So. Uh, you know, and it was it was better to do it that way than other ways. I mean, no, I agree. So, uh, so it, that's where it started. Um, you know, when did you decide to start taking it as a competitive sport? Um, I I played with some some tie fights before I got in MMA, uh, but I think really MMA, like when I decided when I. I found MMA as and really started training it and getting into it. That that's when I took it the most seriously. Mm, okay, um, especially because I was getting in front of people who were really good at other martial arts and and I was finding out how those martial arts were beating me up. And I was like, Nah, mm. I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, it's so that kind of like made you evolve your own style, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, it really did. Makes sense. Uh, it made me, you know, because. Uh, a lot of people don't know, and we know in our school because I talk about it, but there's like early links with Muay Thai and Judo, mm, where okay. Judo was kind of tied in with, with Muay Thai. So a lot of our sweep positions and standing clinch positions are are very closely related to Judo. I learned something new. I yeah. would have never known that. Yeah. This is, for me, this is a whole, like, I'm barely in the realm of it all. Like, I'm barely, even George, we just do strictly boxing. Yeah, I have sure. a friend, we'll do kickboxing. It's a whole different language. So it's fun, though, man. It's great. It's interesting how the body could do it. And it's cool hearing all this because, like, my mind's like, crap, this is a new, <laughs> this is a new language for me, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's fun. Well, yeah, welcome to this universe because there's a, a lot to There's explore. a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because it feels like, the idea of like you mean me with basketball or like track like there's so many levels to levels of this also you can see it in fighting like you you have one thing and then a concept with another concept and another concept but if they go this it's another concept i'm like 
oh crap, this is a lot to take in. Yeah, it's like it's a like you can rabbit trail just on like on a jab. Yeah, so, like today we're working the jab, man. We and somebody's like, well, what about this and what about this and what about this and there's literally like a billion what ifs. There is you start just falling on down that rabbit hole, man. You start falling down that rabbit hole. I was watching awesome. a UFC fight. I forgot which one it was last month. And um, just getting under, being around George and getting a deeper understanding of fighting, I'm like, oh crap! I can see what I can see the clinch. I can see his hand position. I can see his leg position, the leg lock, and it, it's crazy, man. It's like it's like a puzzle just unfolding right before your eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. And th I think that's what drew me to MMA so much is that it's, I mean, it's a puzzle when it's striking. It's a puzzle when it's grappling. Yeah. When you're putting all of it together, like the puzzles, there's so many dimensions to that mm. puzzle now. Like, uh, you're having to solve so many puzzles, like, every every moment of, of a fight. When you're fighting, where's your head at? Like, Because, I mean, I've never gotten that kind of situation, so I think that's a good question right there, man. Uh, it's nowhere. Mm, cool. Uh, like, it, like, I'm just, like, existing and mm, fighting. I feel you on that. So, like, um, there's a... I always tell everybody, like, I'm more afraid of the fighter who's just calm. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fight the fighter who's calm because I know there's something, he knows something that I don't. Like, the fighter who's all riled up, yeah, but the calm fighter who's just there breathing, like, the inexisting with the moment, that scares me because I know he he could do something to me. Yeah, watch watch our our fighter that fought last night. You'll see yeah. that. I, I need yeah. to because, um, I mean, he won in the three TKO, right? Yeah, third round third stoppage, round. right? Coach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. stoppage. 10 yeah. seconds left in the round, right? 249. 249. Yeah. And then so, that fight, was it how, okay, give me this, give me, give me the rundown of that fight. Well, yeah, because like, was it, is it a three round or five round or how did it go? Um, So I I initially actually thought it was a three, three rounds, two minutes okay. like, per round. Um. I found out that it was three three-minute rounds, which I'm happy about. Uh, mm. That's what I came up in. Okay. Uh, that, that's amateur rules in Oregon, in Washington. That minute makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Man. It from makes a, two a minute, huge three minutes, difference. That changes, yeah. your, whole, that changes huge your whole game difference. plan because yep. you go from, okay, we have a two-minute game plan, and all of a sudden, oh, there's another minute. Yep. That adds a whole other three minutes to everything else. Right. Yep. That could change the whole structure of two and three rounds. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and people don't realize how long, I mean. Three minutes, man? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's short, but in a fight, time. that's like eternity, I would assume. Yep. I would assume that's a ten. And going from you know a two minute round to a three minute round, like uh, Josh that fought last night, he's a well conditioned dude, man. He really well conditioned dude, and he's like, Coach, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, going into that third round, yeah. man. Yeah. How was um? Did his mental state change when he found out that he had to go for another minute, or did you know? Did you notice anything particularly differently about him? Or uh, I think that that's the style because Josh, he's kind of a patient. And mm. a patient fighter and a calm fighter. Okay. I think that that actually helped. Him. Yeah, because he's not so he doesn't feel pressed for time anymore. Huh? Right. Cool, yeah. man. That's it's interesting because like you have fighting and every fighting somebody is like chess. It's you could see who they are in that moment when things get crazy and it's like they're still just there, calm. Yeah. They're not rushing it. They're not. They're just there and existence, like you said. Yeah, and you know, and and it, he kind of fought the same way that he's fought before but just with the confidence to really push forward um you know this is his first win he has three losses okay, okay. Before, but all of them decision losses and and honestly he didn't get i mean in his last fight he didn't even get hit really oh, yeah right. he told me uh joshy told me yesterday something that kind of stuck with me when he said like you know i lost those three fights but to me they didn't feel like a real loss mm, like okay. he still had that sense of joy and pride inside him mm. and yesterday when he finally got that win he was able finally able to like express it you know That's just cool. being like you know get the hand raised and mm. get the whole 
the whole nine with that, you know? Yeah, because the, in his first three fights, like nothing bad happened to him. Okay. His very first fight uh, against Aaron was uh, was his toughest fight. And uh, right at the end of the fight, the dude took him down and got to his back and landed a couple shots. In the second fight, you know, not really anything happened. They, they traded a little bit here and there, but... Uh, you know, honestly, I, I thought Joshi could have edged that fight out uh, on the scorecards. Um, but he wasn't hurt. He didn't get hit a whole bunch. I think he ate one stiff jab in the okay. whole fight. Mm. Um, and in his last fight at LFA, maybe he ate like two hooks and like sloppy hooks. Like, and uh, that's about it, man. Other than that, the dude laid on him. He came in 10 pounds, almost yeah. 10 pounds overweight. Oh. Um, and they had a win the day before, so fight day we're thinking. Oh, so probably he probably 15, put on another, 15, yeah, plus. yeah, fifteen. Plus. So ten pounds overweight. Do you think so? Twenty five total or just fifteen total? He probably so. Uh, Josh, he might have put on three more pounds okay. between weigh-ins and the, the next day, and and that guy was already one sixty plus. You know, one sixty one, one sixty two. He came in at one sixty three five, and we made him sweat. Uh, but. You know, so by the next day, rehydrated at a guy who walks around around 190 pounds. Um, he, he was probably up like, you know, close to 170, 170 plus. You know? Yeah. And what what did Josh end up um, weighing in that fight? Uh, Josh, he was 153 and a half. Damn, that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. How do you, when you're, when you go about coaching your fighters for a fight and they have to go through the weight cut, how do you go about the process? Um... So, you know, there's a lot of issues in MMA and in wrestling and in weight cutting sports with people overcutting. Um, Josh, he came to me initially weighing around 170 pounds and he's five, six ish. Okay. So he's a pretty good size. He's a stocky dude. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to have him cut 30 pounds. No. So we brought him to 55. Okay. So is that what his weight, what's his initially. weight size? So that's. That's his weight class. Okay, 55. Okay, yeah. cool. That's his weight class. Okay. Yeah. So, but he walks around around like 165 now. Okay, so yeah, that's so not bad. So a 10 bad. pound cut in no. about eight weeks is not, it's not too yeah, bad. That's safe. Know? Yeah. Um, but now he's starting to walk around a little bit lighter. Okay. He actually came in at 150 and a half. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So we're, he, now that he's, his body's like accustomed to being lighter and he's in better shape, we're, mm -hmm. we're going to start making the cut down to 45. Oh, okay, we're cool. We're bring him down a weight class. Yeah, he'll be a monster at 45, man. He's very strong. Very yeah. strong. Yeah, I weigh, I weigh 215 pounds and I'm a purple belt in jujitsu. Oh, wow. And if I get a hold of one of his arms, I, I really have to work to get a, a submission. Okay, so he's a strong he's guy then. super strong. I wouldn't have guessed that you weigh 215, man. Yeah, well, you know. I, I try and hide it. Oh, man. I'm sucking it in right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I was, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed 215. Would, uh, when you fight... Okay, we'll go... Let's we'll finish up the topic of the cutting because uh, I have a... With um, powerlifting, there's a few other clients... Well, a few other members at Threshold. They're competing today, actually. Um, about their weight cut and how they cut... Constant spitting. Mm -hmm. And then going drastic measures of like... Cutting water, cutting this. No, nobody on my team does that. Cool, good. That's good. Yeah. No, I've I've done a fourteen pound one day cut before. What the? F uh, and how does the body? Because my my questioning, because I've never had to do a drastic cut like that. How does it? Because I'm thinking if I have to lose fourteen pounds, even if it's just water, mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel like I'm optimal. Then I wouldn't. I would assume I'm not optimal the next day. 
Yeah, no, you're de- you're definitely not. Yeah, so like, how'd you go about that? Uh, so that fight, I was I was still an amateur. Okay, uh, so still learning. I process. was still learning. Okay, right. Um, and and I cut like 26 pounds total for that fight. Damn, uh, that's a lot of weight, man. Yeah, it's a lot of weight, bro. Uh, and like the last four pounds, I was like in towels and sweats and in a sauna doing jumping jacks and burpees, and it was. I, dude, I don't even Damn. like I don't even like saunas anymore. People are like, I'm gonna go to the gym and sit in the sauna. I was like, not me, man. I don't touch those things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I have like PTSD about about those things. Bro. Yeah, man, that sounds horrible. That yeah. doesn't sound fun at all. It, no, it's not. I don't recommend it. And actually, at that fight, a security guard tried to take my Pedialyte from me after the fight, and I was like, uh, after the weigh-ins. Okay. So I weighed in, and I'm walking. It was at a casino, and the security guard's like, "You can have open drinks on the floor," and I was like, "Bro, try and take it from me." <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to take this. Real- I'm fighting. Come on, take it from me. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you, how do you go about your your clients or your athletes cuts now? Uh, so, primarily, we we work off of diet. Okay. All right. So, um, I start giving them calorie restriction. Okay. Cool. Light calorie restriction weeks out. Oh, so you're going about it the right way. Yeah. Um, and and I'm like daily check ins. Okay. Like, what's your weight today? What's your weight today? What's your weight today? You know. Um, and like Joshi, uh, I told him like, bro, you can eat dinner like two nights out. He was like, I'm I'm on weight, coach. I was like, well, go eat some dinner, bro. You don't need to be on weight right now. <laughs> you need to eat, man. Yeah, Come on. Go eat a dinner. Um, you know, he he got a little bit a little bit too uh too anxious about his weight cut this time. Mm. Um, but he was still really I mean he was he, peak, he looked man. yeah, he looked really good. His movement, his stamina. Uh, strength, everything was there. All the pieces were there That's for cool. sure. Um, yeah, and I, I um, I'm a vegetarian. Okay, um, cool. And it, I'll, I'll, the fighters that fight for me are starting to kind of lean that way as well. Do you uh, feel like? But it's it, not something I push. Do you feel like with you being a vegetarian? Because something I'm like, trans, not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to transition into it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like it's changed the way your body moves, the way you feel, the way you think? Can you describe that? I, I don't know, man. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't. That's fair point. Yeah. Damn. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah I've, I haven't eaten meat since I was like a kid. Like really? A kid. Yeah. That's I don't, cool. I hate meat. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the look of it. I don't want it in my mouth. I feel <laughs> that. No, I, so your parents never pushed that on you? It was just the choice oh, yeah, that you tried. decided? Yeah. Oh, so it was they your... Uh, oh, they tried to push eating meat or yeah, not eating? Like, eating it. Okay. Yeah, and I'd be like, hey, little brother, you want some pork? And he'd be like, hell yeah, I want some pork. <laughs> cool, take is, it. Is there a difference? Okay, is there a difference between your brother and you? And like, I, if you could describe that in any sense? Because like, uh, um, I would assume because you being a vegetarian, like your skin, your the way your, your, your metabolism, everything my, would be different. So I have two two younger brothers. Okay. One's, one's four years younger, and one is ten years younger. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The one that is four years younger, uh, he is he smokes, he drinks, he okay. eats meat, uh, and he's like sixty percent gray. Mm. I'm like five percent. Well, how 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 old are you? I'm 39. Oh, okay. That 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 answers it all. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. That, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because his. You because me, I mean, we're putting dead product into our body. Yeah, it's honest truth. Like I'm aware of it. Sure. And so it's interesting because I've only known 
besides you, I've only met one vegan who's been vegan for over like three years. And he's been vegan for like 11. I was like, okay, so you're an act, you're a vegan. You've yeah. been doing this for 11 years. I could really talk to you and ask you questions because I have friends who've done it for like a year and I'm not taking anything from them. But it's like, for me, it's like, you don't always have to promote that. No. Just like, just be what you are. Don't, it's getting to a point where like, why are we, I, I get it. But why is, where is the promotion coming from? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, when I hear people trying to push, like push their ideas on somebody else, like this is the right way, this mm. is the right way. It's, I, you know, I don't agree with that. I don't even teach my my martial arts classes that way. Do your kids are your kids vegetarian nope. as well? Oh, both, cool. They both eat meat. That's tight, man. Yeah. That's, so it's cool that you, that's cool because I feel like parents naturally force things upon them that they believe that's right. So I think sure. that's cool, man. Uh, it actually that's funny. Uh, George and I had a pretty long conversation yeah, about we, that yesterday. Yeah, we went and got some pretty bomb Thai food in San Diego, and we had a conversation about that. Yeah. Can uh, you give me like give me a little bit of a rundown on that conversation? Um, you guys don't mind. So honestly, it started off with religion. Yeah, uh, we were talking about religion and how our upbringings, were, the religion was pushed on us. And yeah, then, uh, he got on to on the topic of saying how he um, doesn't necessarily push anything on his kids. Mm. It was just more of like giving them the option, right? Of sure. of, of just like this is what I believe doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Mm. You know, and giving them the option to kind of have like that That's cool, free thinking yeah. mind. You know, I, I try really hard. You know, obviously, like not everything I teach them is going to be that easy as you know this is not necessarily the right way but a lot of things things that i can control or that i'm aware of being control in control of uh, i try and give them options like this is how i think that mm. doesn't necessarily mean it's right i want you to decide how you think you know uh you're a great dad it's <laughs> almost say man you're a great yeah, dad that's thanks, cool man, man. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah my kids are are really awesome kids I, they are dude they are they seem yeah. like it yeah just getting to know you and then just giving them that power of just hey this is what i i'm your dad i'm your i'm teaching you at the same time like i'm giving you the bigger tool of utilizing what you want to think and feel and understand yeah and you can see it in them uh they're both very headstrong uh very independent that's cool very they they know what they want they know mm. what they don't want and they you know they're very clear about it i feel like that's needed because there's some like even adults that can't make a decision on the moment of and it's like yo like come on man it's a yes or no and then if you're giving a young a, a young person the power to understand their decision in mind and where they're at now that's only going to make them more successful as an adult yeah that's yeah. good yeah they're i mean they're they're already successful kids that's cool so i mean oh they, yeah uh, my my girlfriend works at like farmers markets, and they like went and self promoted themselves at these farmers markets, and they have jobs there now. Wow! So my my eight year old daughter, uh, or my nine year old daughter, I'm sorry, and my thirteen year old son like have made connections with the businesses there and work for them when they go there. Wow, man! You got some young hustlers in yeah. the household, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's cool. They do it, man. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Giving them the keys to be entrepreneurs and successful, and you know that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I, uh, I, I don't want them to be followers. Mm. Did now were you, were you, was that how you've always been as a young adult, getting into now where you're at in your, you know, your late thirties? Um, or was there a turning point that made you become who you are now? I think that a, a, a majority of my life I've been developing, you know, okay. as to be that person. I don't know that there was a turning point, but um, you know, where I grew up. It, it's 
the a majority of the people like kind of just like follow the path you know mm. uh, they there's like a everybody works in the lumber mills or yeah because you know, i was gonna say because like coming from like oregon you know i would i'm i'm forgive me if i'm assuming wrong but you know like there's not too many people there so it's kind of like everybody they see something it's like that's the way to go right versus out here in like la or ie you see so many different avenues for something yeah really like it's totally different culture is different uh i i mean i struggled a little bit with culture understanding when i moved here because it's it is different how long have you been here for so i'm going into my sixth year oh yeah man this place is it's it's interesting out here huh yeah super (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting super different than where i grew up i'm actually going to oregon i don't know where in june okay i'm excited yeah nice man what are you gonna be doing up there coaching basketball okay our travel basketball team we're gonna be heading up there for a tournament june 16th or the 17th i'm not sure but we're only going to supposed to be up there for three days, but I think the other program, the the head coach and I, uh-huh. we think we're going to plan like a week trip out there. Okay. Yeah, because I, I I love California. I, I can honestly say that I'll probably, when I'll probably be here majority. I mean, I'm you know majority. Of my, I've been here my whole entire life. Right, right. But I could see me like Washington, Oregon. Like I could see that as a space to stay at for like a year or two, when I need to like get away from all this. It's that's what it's good for, man. I, you know, like I I miss. I, I I miss the the green like I like I could walk up on a hill where I grew up and it's literally just trees mm. as far as you can see. Here's just buildings and buildings yeah. and buildings. Yeah, I, I struggled with that when I moved here too. Mm. It was a struggle. Like there's no nature here. Yeah. Like, where's where are the trees? There's no rivers. I can't go jump in a river. There's no lakes that I can just like drive down the street and jump in. Like, Damn, that's true. Like none of that. And I grew up with it. Like I could go to a waterfall. Like I could North Umqua drive like from my house was like an hour and a half drive long mm-hmm. and i could hit like 11 waterfalls damn and, and hikes we and, need to go to oregon georgia yeah we need to make a trip dude that'd yeah. be awesome yeah when you go up there let me know where you're going man. I will. So, i'll tell you where to go that's, that's, hey, why, I was gonna, hey, that's why i dropped go. it right now there so i could go. just like leave where do i go when i'm in oregon man <laughs> yeah, for sure man yeah that's awesome that's awesome um now uh back to the weight cut and uh, how you diet? Uh, you said uh, the main thing you focus on is calorie restriction. And yeah, diet. yeah. I start, I, I start trying to do, dial in their their caloric intake a little okay. bit. Um, do you? F- oh, excuse me. Do you focus just on mainly on the caloric intake, or do you actually track their macros as well? No, I don't track their macros. Not at this level. Um, I think caloric intake is enough for a weight cut because we're not cutting anything major. If mm. if I at a pro level. Where I'm like, you walk around at 170, dude. You have to cut to 145. You know, you can't you can't fight. I mean, you could maybe fight 55 if you're strong or tall, but uh, but you know, that's the kind of weight cuts that you go through as a pro. And at that level, I would be tracking their diet much more strictly. But when we're cut, cutting like eight pounds, ten pounds, you know, a caloric intake is is enough. Mm, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Now, too, um, I know you also um, did some Muay Thai overseas, right? I did, yeah. Okay. Tell uh, us a little about that. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. So, uh, when training at uh, Team Quest in Portland, which is uh, the original Team Quest, Matt Lindland's gym. If you're not familiar with Matt Lindland, he was a two-time silver medalist in the Olympics. Um, he was a serious contender in Pride and WEC uh, in MMA. Um, I mean, the dude's 
legit old school wrestling MMA. He's super tough. Uh, so I trained there initially in Portland um, and was uh, because I came there as a striker and it was more of a wrestling school because he's a wrestler. Uh, I kind of got singled out a little bit and they he owns a Muay Thai school in Thailand, in Chiang Mai. Okay. So uh, I got singled out and uh, ended up getting sent there um, initially just to train, but then later I went over and coached as well mm. um, and, and did some work there. And so it was a lot of fun. How was uh, that? It's super different. Uh, I've traveled around the world a lot in my life. Um, so I've seen a, a lot of parts of the world. Um, it was quiet it's peaceful uh you know it's super different than here there's not a lot of things you you don't have things that distract you okay you like have a goal and that's that's i mean that's, that's what you do man like it's, there's not a whole lot else to do you can like go enjoy nature there's explore the city a little bit but um but it's tough as it was tough as an american to like move around a lot without getting hassled mm. uh, at, at that time. I think it still is, but... Um, hassled in what way? Yeah. Just just for being American or, or yeah. culture? Or yeah, what? no, just being American, like crossing over any kind of border. Like, mm. Yeah, we, you Americans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they weren't, you know, they'd be like, oh, take a seat right there, we'll get with you. you we know, got a bad when, whenever, whenever you we get around to you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, you know, they like to search through all your stuff and question you and, you know, uh, try and poke and prod at you and, like, provoke a reaction out of you, things mm -hmm. like that, you know. But uh, after a little while, like, you got to know some of them and they'd be like, oh, you're you're, uh, Nak you're Moy, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, Nakmoy. And, you know, play around and they'd be cool. But... Um, but it wasn't easy to travel around okay. a lot. So um, so mostly I was just doing my thing in the gym and, you know, enjoyed the, the really, really local area. Um, and I got to uh, go to Cambodia and train a little bit, and that was fun as well. Um, but I was, it was like days I was like out of, in Cambodia and then back to Thailand. You know, it was my, so your visa is only good for 30 days there. Oh. Right? So then they're like, get out. We don't want you to go. <laughs> you, if you can leave for like a day or two and then just pop back in, you're on your next thirty day. Oh, okay, yeah. per, that makes sense. Yeah, you just dip yeah. and come back. Yeah. In. Now, did you uh, compete out there, or was it just training? I did. Okay. Uh, I had fifty three fights total. Wow. How long were you out there for? Uh, it was on and off over three years. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, oh, yeah, that's but, three years. But you can fight, fight. You can fight like weekly. Yeah, it's very oh, okay. common out there. You know, there's like uh, teenagers that have two hundred plus fights already by the time they're fifteen. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah, very. A friend, Matt. His name is Matt. Um, he's he just he's out there a few times in Thailand and okay. just seeing the videos that he's posting. It's he's getting all the tattoos done, all of that. Man, it's yeah. so beautiful. I. Uh, that's one thing I didn't ever do over oh, there. Oh, man. I was, about, I I was going to ask yeah. you because I saw some tattoos. Yeah, I was going to ask. up and I, I never did it when I was there. Uh, mm. It was, it, it just wasn't in my, I don't know. It wasn't was, that It wasn't a life. priority. Oh, that, that makes point. sense. Yeah. You know, I know like everybody's like, oh, you got to get your, your, your Muay Thai tattoo while you're here. And I like just never did. Mm. Um, do you think that's a rite of passage? Um, I think it, 
If you make it a rite of passage, it can be? Okay. So I used to think it was. <laughs> but okay. Here's the thing. What changed I, it? I was at Six Flags one day waiting in line. And like this like 71-year-old lady was standing behind me who had just come back from Thailand and had Muay Thai tattoos all over her arm. And I was like, that's not cool. You didn't even train there. She's like, yeah, boy. You know, I went over there and they, they did the little hammer and, and oh, things. man. And I was, and I, so now I think it's just like a tourist thing. Yeah. That and see, sense. that's the difference because yeah. now it's like, I don't want to say culture appropriation, but it's taking what is and then making it something that it's not like, hey, look at me, look at this, look at that. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because it's someone like you who's so enriched in the history of it all, right. who is like, yo, this is something like a rite of passage. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm at Six Flags out of all places, out <laughs> of all people. Yeah. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. and I was like, I was like, man, that's not cool. And then I, and I kind of realized, like, oh, it's, you know, that's what it is. It's just like a tourist, thing. A tourist thing, you know? mm. yeah. But I think it, it was, you know, if you see somebody that you know, like, built like a fighter, and they, you know, look older, they probably went there and trained. Like, we saw a guy last night wearing Phuket top team yeah. shorts. It's a very well-known, um, possibly one of the biggest um, teams out there, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's really big. What's yeah. the team called again? Phuket. Phuket. Top, yeah, Phuket top team. Yeah. Who? Uh, and I was like, oh, I wonder if he trained out there. Probably, no, probably just wearing the shorts. But then he took off his shirt and he had traditional tie tattoos all over his back. And I was mm -hmm. like, and he oh. won his fight too. Yeah, oh. he was he was legit. He, he was, was he was look good. He so looked it was good. like maybe it's a good thing I didn't question him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean. I guess we're in a time where uh, people just kind of wear that stuff as badges of being cool, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, and um, it's uh, they don't really get the validation, I guess. But I, I think one of the cool things about strict martial arts, like they say Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu, it's like, I mean, you definitely have your guys that are like out there posing that like, you know, randomly train because Oh, their buddy went and now they feel cool because they went and did a class or whatever mm. and they're so they start wearing a jujitsu shirt but you know or they're wearing a muay thai shirt but most likely if they are wearing that they probably do it because mm. i mean it's just not like you don't just go to the store and pick up you a muay don't. thai shirt it's yeah. so culture for me it's like a culture thing like when we george and i do boxing it's like it's like yo this is something big to me because it's deeper than this it's like yeah it's it's a mental it's a big thing and that's why, like, I would never put on a shirt that says I'm this or I'm that because I'm like, no, man, this is too, this culture is too, in my opinion, respected to say that I'm this when I'm really not that. And I feel like a lot of people don't see it that way. Yeah, they, they don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think they do. But it's not like, you know, like, let's say, like, the 90s or early 2000s when everybody's wearing, like, tap out. <laughs> <laughs> tap out gear? Yeah. But like, yeah, but, like, nobody's out there just, like, wearing, like, a Muay Thai shirt and, like, trying to be cool because they bought it at Walmart. And, like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I do Muay Thai, you know? Um, you, you have to, like, go out of your way to get a jujitsu shirt or get a Muay Thai shirt, especially, like, a... Uh, a fight event shirt or um, or like a jujitsu tournament shirt like you have to go and do it for the most part to, to get those okay so um, so you can kind of like safely get the idea that yeah they probably at least practice kind something of yeah, yeah. That makes sense. if you see those and then uh, when you came back from overseas was it uh, did you already have the idea of having your own program having your own uh, gym or was it something that just kind of came uh, later on I think that um, I always had the idea that I wanted to be a coach uh, I, I love fighting love fighting I miss it now I want to fight so bad when was your last Ooh. fight sorry 
Uh, it's been almost six years. Oh, wow. Since I fought. And I miss it. And I've been looking again to fight. Oh, you heard it here first, guys. He New Age Strength Cast. Yeah. He's looking he's for looking a fight. fight. He's looking uh, for a fight. I miss fighting. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but I kind of like always looked up to the coach position and I always, I always thought it was like really amazing that this one person or this like two or three people is like changing all of these lives. Mm. Yep. All of these lives. It's a beautiful thing. When it's, you start it's not like five. Way. It's not like 10. You, you know I mean, it's like 50 lives, a hundred lives, you know, and even if you only change their life, life for six months, you know, all of them are, they, they always message me, man, coach, you, you did a lot for me. I can't even tell you what you did for me in these six months. You know, uh, it changed like how I approached this or this or how my life was going, or you saved my life because I was depressed at that time or whatever it is. It, it's, there's something about that, that help that being a coach offers that is uh, really important to me. It's the most satisfying thing in the world. It's just like, dang, I really, your passion is is giving you that to somebody and you're just like, cool, man, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. and you definitely, well, me as one of your students, I've definitely felt that the first day that I walked in. You know, I've been to a couple of uh, gyms around the area where you just feel the animosity the minute you walk in, you know, or, or there's always that one guy who wants to beat everybody up just because he's got a little bit more experience. But mm -hmm. now everybody at that gym is humble. Everybody's very welcoming. And I think that stems down from the head coach, you know, stems down of how you run your program. Yes, yeah, that's the, that's, that is our culture. We, cool. we are a family. There's, you know, I, I hate walking into a gym and seeing like the fighters like clicked up, you know, the Amis don't get to hang with the pros mm. or, you know, the, the hobby trainers like are kind of separated from the fighters or like that doesn't do anybody any good. No. Not, not even just as fighters, like, um, but as as a as a whole, I would like, say like as a culture, as a unit, it yeah. doesn't do good. It doesn't do justice. It, it doesn't. My my fighters will train with the new guy and and be happy. Mm. Any of them, it, even if they have a fight coming up, that they're like, I'm like, hey man, you mind going with the new guy? They're like, of course, coach. For that's sure, cool. Man. I, I got you. You know, always. And uh, that's the culture that we have bred there. Uh, everyone should feel included when they walk in our doors. Now, speaking of your doors, how long have they been open for? Um, so we're close, I think next month maybe is our fourth year. Nice, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Are you going to do anything for your fifth year anniversary and your 10th year and your 15th? Yeah. Well, we're looking to expand right okay, now. Okay, cool. So um, we've like super outgrown where we are. Congratulations. That's yeah. a good problem to have. It's yeah, a great it's problem a good to have. Problem. I mean, uh, we are our upstairs mat is like as big as this recording studio i know oh. i know people listening can't tell don't know how big that is but i mean we're like fitting like 18 people okay doing, so that's a, okay that's yeah, let's just can, put it this can way you imagine 20 people let's just say there's really not enough breathing space in this room <laughs> yeah, for that many people i mean yeah. we're we're literally like drilling like shoulder to shoulder some nights damn i, I think that's humbling though it it, it gives you like it I, I think that's humbling and i think that's cool because at the end of the day like the, the next step for Vital Force, it's going to be like, this is where we were, this is where we're at, and this is where we're continuing to go to next. Yeah. 
and it's cool that like because we have you know a lot of guys that have been with us since since day one or like close to you know and and they see the growth they see where we've come from and what we've turned into and and there's like all these people that have been part of the journey whether they're there all the time or not mm. uh, like following part of the journey and they see like this crazy growth and um it's cool to have all the support that we've had you know um conquer fight gear um, okay they he fletcher with conquer fight gears like been on my side since like day one nice man. uh he helps out our fighters he helps me out when i need things with like fight gear or whatever else mm. um you know we have a a recent addition to the gym um troy's troy's burgers um mm. in chino chino and, yeah, yeah they're fantastic Choice burgers, yeah, and they even do Beyond Burgers. Okay, yeah, so is Beyond. it? Like, so what's the deal with that? Is uh, it? So they just their their family just started training with us. And okay, been, cool. Like, they jumped in like like a hundred percent into this program. Like we we want to help you guys. Nice, yeah, man. The guys, support is there, man. It's yeah. very awesome. If, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about the business side of things now, because I think that's one thing we love about this podcast is getting to know that. Um, how was it starting Vita Force? You break it down first if you don't mind, because you yeah. know I'm, my I guess what I want to know is like let's just say you got a kid listening right now, he wants to start a business. If you could break it down from how you went about it, and then what kept you going, because I know it's not always easy. No, um, okay, so um, before I started Battle Force, in the year before I started Battle Force, I took a job with UFC gym. Okay. As a, there as an athletic director. Which which UFC? Uh, Ontario, which okay. closed the, not, not a long time after yeah. I left. Off of on which? Off the 10 in Mountain. Yeah. Oh, that place closed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of looked like it There's a story behind that one. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't we, want to get into we, battle. Yeah. You know, we yeah, don't have. We, all. I know yeah, I knew but, a few uh, people there, so you don't have to say much. So it was doing really well when I was there. There were some choices made that didn't sit well with me um and you know it, it led to me leaving okay um and from there i i i had been working with sector jujitsu okay uh, for about two years i've been training under sean for my jujitsu for my you know my continuing education uh and uh you know and and i approached him with my business idea like I think that I can help you guys um, while also launching my own mm. thing. Um, so I don't know if you know, or for those of you that don't know, I, I, we run two gyms in one. Okay. So there's Sector Jiu Jitsu and there's oh. Final Force MMA, and we're yeah. in the same. It's spot. in the same building. That's yeah. good though, because then you get two both of both worlds in there. Yeah, yeah. And I would think that help a lot of your your athletes. It does. Yeah, it's smart. And, and Sean's uh, like a world level jujitsu. He was he's uh, American national champion as a black belt. Oh uh, wow! Um, I mean, the guys like beat a whole bunch of really awesome. He, he, he beat Ben Benson Henderson oh, in a recent tournament. Like, Some kick ass people that uh, you're around, man. Damn, George. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a legit business, and they've been around for like I think they're on their eleventh year. Oh, that's even good for you because now you're in a space where you get to see what's worked for them. Sure. Um, and then, you know, but it's still a struggle because my business was still my business. Yeah. Right? It's still yours at the end of the day. And, and I still had bills to pay <laughs> for me and the gym and it was hard. And you, the kids too and all and that. And the kids. Yeah. Man. Um, 
so and you know when i started this uh when i started vital force uh, i was actually single it was just me and my kids okay um it was tough oh yeah i bet uh, and i was actually homeschooling then too oh so, wow wow um that's a lot of work respect yeah. coach respect yeah yeah definitely all day long every day um but um you know i i uh i really buckled down on expenses i we cut out everything we could cut out in that first year it was really hard but i brought a lot of clientele with me from ufc gym because i'd built um a reputation there as a coach um so when i left ufc gym i brought 12 members with me oh wow so my um and that's from all the way up in that far side of ontario people don't usually drive super far for their gym no uh, like 10 15 minutes and mm. it's then any further than that people are like eh, i'll just go to another gym because it's closer um although we do have people that drive super far to come to our gym and uh and sector as well uh you know um and marketing was tough for me because i was like a secondary program okay so everything that i did was word of mouth so i really had to develop myself and our my program um and and make an impression when people came in if i if i didn't we we wouldn't have survived because we were secondary i don't have a big window on the front i don't have a big sign we developed like under another program yeah uh you know and but word of mouth spread after the first year and uh you know slowly we started growing um to where you know i was at least breaking even after the first year <laughs> which was good um you know i um i had money tucked away coming from ufc gym I, mm. I made good money when I worked for them. It was, it was, the business is good for managers. Oh yeah, it's just like a UFC gym. Yeah, yeah. I, I made good money there, and you know, I had money tucked away, so it made me through the first year and okay. into when we started really like actually breaking even. Okay. So I was breaking even, not just on the on the personal side, but on the business side. I'm just curious, how many of those original twelve that uh, you brought over are still train? Um. Seven of them still make Ooh. appearances. Ooh. You know, not not all of them train regularly. But still, but, that's yeah. good, man. That's yeah. that's like that's impressive. That says a lot about the program and yeah. you as a coach as well. And that, that, that's why I think I was gonna make the comment when you started talking about the driving. It's like at the end of the day, you are the culture, right? You are you the gym. Yeah, the gym is the the gym is you manifested. Definitely. So they go to see you, which I think is cool because it's that that seven out of 12 for so many years that's impressive man yeah, yeah. i mean uh remember josh as well right uh is that his name josh he came all the way from palmdale yeah drove all yeah. the way from palmdale yeah. palmdale to, to to train for an hour or two yeah yeah and does he still do that not right now okay he's, he that, got a new job and okay he's like a head mechanic for some like uh like oil drilling oh yeah so now. he's driving all over the place but yeah man. living from palmdale to ontario back up again that's the drive yeah um, we've had, you know, we had people from the far side of San Dimas driving, which is not a long way. It's not but, too far, but, but still, it's still long half hour is a half hour. Yeah, yeah. half hour is yeah. a half hour. Yeah, I, I mean, I only drive five minutes to my gym, and I'm like, man, I want to drive that. I'm gonna walk to that. I'm gonna walk. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, but you know, 
slowly we we put together our our fight culture um and that's really the thing that people want to see when they come to a martial arts oh yeah they want to see oh oh you have fighters here Mm. so your your stuff actually works Ooh, that's true it is true like if you go to a gym and you know your first time on the mat you are you know even close to as good as the guy in front of you and that guy's been doing it for like three years that's questionable right i wouldn't want to be there no you're like I don't know about this. Mm, that makes sense. I I ran into that when I moved here. Like I was looking for a place for me to train. I was gonna say, was it like a bunch of Hollywood people here when you first moved out here in the fight world? Uh, it was not what I expected. Okay. When I moved here, I was like, I'm moving to Southern California. This is the hot spot for MMA, right? With Even the- though Portland was Fight City, mm. right? Because at that point, it was uh, it was around the era of where the UFC was up and coming with. Uh, uh, Liddell, uh, Tito, mm-hmm. it was that era, right? Yeah, and okay. so I'm, I'm like moving here. I'm like black houses here, and mm-hmm. like um, you know, uh, rain is here. All these, all these kings, all these gyms are here. And then I got here and realized that like it's super far to those gyms. One, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and two, like there's not as many gyms down here as I thought. You know, not good gyms. Yeah, because there's a lot of gyms, but there's not the quality of right. what you would expect. Um, I went to a gym, uh, no names, but I went to a gym, a small gym, and uh, the the karate instructor was teaching the students some what he called jujitsu, um, and I was like, "What? What is happening here? Like, this is not jujitsu, and none of this is applicable to fighting." Wow. Um, you know, I, and I went, I tried out a lot of gyms and I just really didn't find the culture or the instruction that I was looking for when I moved here. And I know that there's been some increase in some more legit gyms in that time. Yeah. In the area. Definitely. Um, but when I first moved here six years ago, some of those gyms weren't here. And, and I, I had a hard time, man. I was mm, a bit. struggled with that for sure. When you when you look well, I get an understanding now. But what do you look for when you walk into a gym now? What do I? Um, well, first, you know that they acknowledge that I'm there. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I've walked into the gym and nobody comes and says hi to me. Mm. Like even if I'm in the middle of coaching, if I see somebody walk into my room and start like looking, I'm like, hey, I'll be right with you. Can I help you? Like. Questions. That acknowledgement, you know, yeah. like, it's powerful. Yeah, you would yeah. just acknowledge somebody. Um, yeah, I, I like made an appointment at, at one one of the bigger gyms in the area and went there two different times and got like blown off. Oh, well, they're not able to see you today. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, cool. Even after making the appointment, yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. So, um, so that's big. I, I you know, I, I want to see that they're friendly, and I want to see. That they're teaching technique technique is important i've been to a lot of classes where um they're teaching just bag bag stuff and no partner work or you know they're not really breaking down the technique they're like here's the combo go okay that makes sense you know i want to see that there's technique and some fight theory to go with it you he, know like this man right here does a great job with that <laughs> yeah yeah he does jerry just does a great job with that yeah I, I can see where he gets it from now. Yeah. I mean, those things are, if you don't understand how you use it, why you use it, then knowing it's not going to help you. What's the intention behind this? Right. Yeah. Like, 
anybody can throw a jab, but like why do you use it? When do you use it? How do you use it? Those things are important. Definitely. Yeah, George Definitely. has taught me a lot about that, <laughs> yeah. which I'm thankful for. Yeah, it, it's it's important. And th- those things aren't taught in every gym. And you can see it in fighters and instruction in, in some gyms, you know. Um, so when I go through the first class, if I feel like they're just like throwing combos to throw combos to mm. keep their fighters busy, that's not something I'm interested in. And, uh, you know, if I wanted to do that, I could YouTube combos and just hit a bag. Yeah, fair point. I, for people who's listening, man, he just gave you a few <laughs> things right now to pay attention to when you walk in the gym. Seriously. Yeah, I feel like I think the bad, we even talk about it too, like because personal training is like a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. So even like the marketing for fight, like I mean, any type of fighting style, it's there's unfortunately, there's a market for it. So there's people who just take the money and just cookie cutter the program or cookie cutter this, cookie cutter that. So I think it's imperative that people who want to get into this sport understand what they need to look for yeah it really is i mean if you don't know why or how you're using something you there's no need yeah you're just you're not learning anything Mm -hmm. you know i i go around in my classes and i and i break down things for every single person you're doing this wrong let's fix this let's fix this let's fix this uh, you know, keep your hands up, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one thing that I actually admire about uh, you is that um, you keep control of the group, but still take the time to go around and fix uh, technique and on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, you take the time to actually make sure that everybody gets it. And what really impressed me was how you adjust to the different ways that people learn. You know, and I've taken some of that into my own coaching as well. And it's been a very big influence on me to develop as a coach as well. Yeah. And that's something that took time for me to realize as a coach. And I, and, you know, maybe not every coach has that, like hits that, that point where they realize, oh, I, I, I need to do this. I can't just teach the same way to everybody all the time. That makes sense. So. What, what, well, you pretty much answered it, but so your favorite teaching coaching that's your bread and butter then right now right yeah i i mean it's fun for me to spar you know i'm pretty playful about it have you guys have you guys sparred together yet a couple times a couple times yeah how is george doing out there george has really sharp hands he's improved a lot man uh like you know let's say we go back you know even six months ago and look at george's movement as far as muay thai and he was not very confident in trying to throw a kick Mm. or you know, really engage in the Muay Thai side because he was so comfortable with his boxing. The man could box. He could box. <laughs> yeah. Right? The man, I mean, yeah. he's a boxer. Um, and I think that actually, like, over the last year that George has really adopted even some of the Muay Thai style into his boxing. Um, completely. Completely, for sure. Uh, like, his, I've seen his adaptations in boxing and, and in his movement, his footwork, his stance. It's different. Yeah. It's a different stance, it's a different movement, it's a different, it's a different flow to it, it's a different bounce to it, it's a different step movement. It's cool. It's like yeah. you're dancing. Yeah. It's a legit dance. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing just like how he has become more confident in utilizing the things that he's learned, especially being comfortable with something else. You know, when you're already comfortable with something and it's working, it's hard to like open up and utilize something else even though you've been taught it over and over mm, that makes sense so if you're like 100 percent confident that your jab cross is going to land then you're probably not going to throw your rear leg kick because no. your one two will lands all the time right 
but um, feeling like uh, you've learned something well enough that you can like, okay, I can throw that leg kick now. Okay. Um, and I've seen that in George. I, I've seen him become uh, a, a kickboxer, a tie fighter, you know, and really start um, trying to utilize that side of his striking. Okay, George. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start kicking people. Now, before we wrap this up, um, what lasting impression do you want to leave upon all the people you influence? Oh, man. You know, uh, whether it's my gym or somebody else's gym or, you know, not martial arts, whatever it is, guys, like if there's something that you love, then you need to immerse yourself in it 100 percent and and chase that, guys. Um, you know, I came from nothing mm. like I came from a poor family, a small town. And now I'm in Southern California. I run my own gym and I have a fight team. And that all came from me just deciding that I was going to go after what I loved and, mm. and just immerse myself in it 100%. And I, and I really think that if, uh, if you love something, guys, you know, riding, painting, you know, riding a bicycle, whatever it is, guys, immerse yourself in it. Find, find the people that are, that are like you and, and just, and live your dream guys, because, uh, there's something amazing about doing that. There mm. really is. It's, it's something that can't be replaced. It's yeah. You can't replace this. You, you can't. Um, I, I do what I love every day, not just in martial arts, but with my kids. I get to be part of their learning process and everything. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't exchange it for anything in the world. When I have kids, I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> when I get kids, I'm gonna hit you up. Just what you your smile when you spoke about your kids literally brought me like to like oh crap. Yeah. That's cool, man. I yeah, think that, I, I super love my kids. I think man. for me, I think that's the big... Everything was great, but like for me, that was the biggest takeaway from this, man. Just <laughs> yeah. the way you brought... Like you just went like your whole yeah. demeanor changed, man. I think that's cool. And, and I have another one on the way. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Got three babies coming <laughs> in the house, man. Uh, so uh, September-ish. Okay. September yeah. 24th-ish. Okay. Oh. We're excited to have a little white force baby, man. Boy yeah, or girl cool. or... We don't know no, yet. Are you going to yeah. do like a gender reveal party? Uh, I don't know. Are you into that stuff? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, not like super social media. I got you. You know. Well, but speaking of social uh, media, what is your social media? Uh, so you can find. Um, I I do stay pretty active on Instagram and and Facebook, but that's about it. Um, but um, both Facebook and Instagram, it's Vital Force MMA. Okay. Um, you can check us out at Vital Force MMA. Um. Or on Facebook, the full name is Vital Force Mixed Martial Arts and Fitness. I'm gonna have to come by soon. Yeah, definitely, man. You gotta drop by. Yeah, we gotta drop by. Because George is George has been kicking my ass, and I, <laughs> and I we the plan is to get me in the ring. Okay. Soon after my piloting competition, so right. I want to take all that strength yeah. and just take it in that world and just see what happens. Yeah, with yeah it, man. definitely. Now, uh, for our listeners out there, if they'd be interested in coming out, uh, do you offer like a free class? Yeah. Or how, yeah. how does that work? Anybody is welcome to stop in and try out any of our classes. Uh, or even like just a whole day. Like if they want to come in and, and do like a our VF30, which is like hit hit style workouts. If they want to come in and do that, and then do some sport yoga with Ashley. And oh, then, sport yoga. Uh, and then do some Muay Thai afterwards. You're more than welcome to come in and, and just try out the day. 
um, and you know, and see how you like it there. I'm gonna check out that. You can find all that scheduling on. Uh, uh, it's www.vitalforcemma.com. Okay, yeah. cool, man. Cool, man. Thank you, Lee, man. You, I'm, I'm excited for this. Pop. This was a great episode, man. Uh, you're getting to know you, and then getting to know you after this will be interesting because I feel like you and I could chop it up a lot now. Oh yeah, for sure. Man. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say, guys, before we cut this uh, one? I just want to say thank you, Coach. You've definitely helped me develop as a coach myself as an instructor as a fighter and as an adult as well and i can't thank you enough for that and i know you you impact a lot of people's lives man and i'm just very grateful to to know you thank you i, I appreciate it man that's that's really like my joy in life i could second that i could second <laughs> it because i see it i definitely yeah. see it when he works with me and i see it so thank you because yeah, you're man. turning this guy into a great coach and a yeah. great individual i know he, i know he will be i know he is yeah he's, exactly man i but, know he is Thank you for being a guest on this episode, man. We appreciate you. Hopefully, I would love to have you back, honestly. Yeah, I think so. I feel so. like there's another, another, I feel like we barely touched the surface of oh, things. Yeah, you, man. We, we, yeah. Can, we can start yeah. diving into that rabbit hole, man. Yeah, I, I think we wouldn't want to. Let, next, let's we'll make it, it happen let's one of these days, it. man. Yeah. On behalf of New Age Strength Cast, George and Lee, anything else before we cut this? No? I think we're good, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we appreciate your listeners. And if you want to start a podcast yourself, hit up Joy, um, JMK and Productive Culture. Mention new A strength cast, you get one free session, man. Get your get your get it started, man. Outside yeah. of that, we all got something to say, guys. Get it out there. Yes, Come get on, your man. story told. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in. Till next time. Till next time.